Dominion gives us the right to take back what the devil stole in our lives and the lives of others. Spiritual authority, spiritual dominion, and spiritual mastery are all synonymous terms. This spiritual authority that we speak of is what made Jesus so effective in his earthly ministry. Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. This is episode 247. That means that we have an archive of over 200 messages waiting for you to listen. You can also link up on our Facebook and Instagram at LN Lighthouse and our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Lightwords. We even have some footage of when we traveled to Israel in 2017 on YouTube. So you definitely want to go back and watch. Today we are continuing to talk about our authority in Christ. Today's message is titled Spiritual Authority. Pastor Scott is joined with wife Marilyn and daughter Kelly. Hello world. Hello USA. Welcome to our broadcast. Coming live via Facebook and Instagram. Well today we're back inside. We actually got some rain here in Southern California and that's good news. Praise God. We're so glad you're on our broadcast. We welcome you. And I believe we are on the precipices of the greatest spiritual revival to ever occur in human history. Wow. A flood is coming of spiritual power, light, and blessing to the world. Millions are going to come to Christ. Praise the Lord. Today we want to continue our teaching on the believer's authority, spiritual authority, and the rights and privileges that have been granted to us in Jesus Christ. But first, Kelly, my oldest daughter, has a few quick words to share with you. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to our broadcast, or good evening for those of you that are in different countries. Um, So we'd just like to shout out and say hello, of course, to our USA followers and listeners, especially the local OC people. And um, hello to those in Africa. We have Uganda, Ghana, Zambia. Um, You always reach out and send messages to us, so we send love and blessings to you. And um, as well as in India, hello to our friends in India. And we also have friends in different countries around the world. And thank you for sending notes. Um, Russia was one of those recently. And we have friends in Europe, in the UK, and all around the world. All right, praise God. Um, And with that, we wanted to say that we looked at our um, Facebook statistics and we saw that we had over 750,000 people watch in the last month. That's almost a million people that (laughs) the um, broadcast went across your screens or your feeds. And then over half, so about 400,000 watched those videos. So we're just really excited to be reaching and preaching to the nations and we love you and bless you. And keep sending us messages because we love to hear your prayer requests. We're thinking about you, we're praying for you and we love that we are a global ministry and you're all part of it. Okay, Dad. Hey, Kylie, can you do me a favor? Can you slide open that slider? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Get a little fresh air. All right. Praise God. Well, let's take our Bible, shall we? And repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It was written for me. It was written for me. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. I'm growing favor with God and with men. The power of the word is changing my life. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Shall we? Oh, 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you for 
the peace we have in Christ and the victory we have in Christ. Lord, we pray that you'd minister through the power of the word of God, that you'd uh, touch lives, that you'd strengthen people in the things of God and the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. Last week we began teaching on our position in Christ, which is so important that we understand that, and the ramifications of what that place of authority means to the believer. As Christians, we've been called to do the works of Jesus. Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. And uh, we are to exercise our authority over the works of Satan and this world. The authority or dominion is found in Jesus as he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. We are seated with him. So we have his delegated authority to subdue and overcome the works of the enemy and this world. Man was created for dominion, but Adam gave it up to Satan in the garden. But Jesus regained it on the cross, hallelujah, by defeating him. Let's look at Psalm 8.5. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Amen. Now that little, you've made man a little lower than the angels, the word there in the Hebrew is Elohim, which is the word for God. So really, man was created a little lower than God. He's not God, but he was created a little lower because we were created in the likeness and image of God himself. Praise God. So it shows you the dominion that we had in the Garden of Eden when Adam was first created. Let's look at Colossians 2, 14 uh, through 16. Okay. And while we're doing that, um, we have some hellos. Oh, good. Um, I see um, our friend Rama from India says goodnight, actually. So goodnight. <laughs> Just goodnight. <in> time. <laughs> Oliver, hello and good morning to you. Hey, Oliver. Maggie, hello, good morning. <clears throat> And um, Wasa Ronald Samuel, oh, I've seen you before. Hi, welcome back. I think you're in Africa. And Grace of course, God. Oliver always sends beautiful messages, so thank you. Anyone on Insta? Kelly and Amber are on. Oh, hey, Kelly. Hey, Amber. Welcome. There's, all right. We love our online friends. Yes. All right, Colossians 2, and that's 14. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing, triumphing over them. Amen. So Jesus triumphed over the enemy right. uh, through the work of the cross and his resurrection. Hallelujah. And they blotted out the handwriting that was against us. And so where there's no guilt in Christ Jesus. There's therefore now no condemnation of those in Christ Jesus because God has completely blotted out your sins and as though they never existed. Justification means just as though they never happened it. Praise God. The cross is our sole hope and it's our means for full reinstatement to relationship with God and rulership under him to reign in this life. Let's look at Romans 5.17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who, reign, who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Praise God, all right. And remember, the cross took us to the throne. I like that, where we now rule and reign. The Hebrew word for dominion is radah. We mentioned that last time, which could be defined as mastery, to subjugate, to prevail, to rule, to reign, or to take over. Praise the Lord in the spiritual realm. Dominion gives us the right to take back what the devil stole in our lives and the lives of others. Spiritual authority, spiritual dominion, and spiritual mastery are all synonymous terms. This spiritual authority that we speak of is what made Jesus so effective in his earthly ministry. And the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. It was this power that caused the physical and spiritual world to be subject to him. 
After he was tempted in the wilderness by the devil and gained the victory, the Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit. Amen? And the Bible says he had the Spirit without measure. Praise God. He was able to overcome and have dominion over both the physical and spiritual world. In the physical realm, he fed thousands with a few fish and loaves of bread. He walked on water. He turned water into wine. He rebuked the wind and calmed the sea. He cursed a fig tree and saw it dry up by the roots. He healed the sick, the blind, the lame, the deaf. He raised the dead and himself was raised from the, death, from the dead. Then in the spiritual world, he set the spiritual captives free. He cast out demons. He established the kingdom of God, which is God's spiritual rule and reign on earth. So Jesus exercised authority over death, sin, sickness, and Satan himself. Praise God. We as believers have the right and might to do the works of Jesus. So how do we gain and use this authority? That's a good question. I'm going to give you four ways. Number one, we need to acquire and develop a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. And this is where a lot of believers come short because they don't have that spirit of wisdom and revelation going on. And so they don't really understand spiritual truth. And uh, the word really hasn't come alive to them in their life. So let's take a look at um, Ephesians 1. This is one of the first prayers that Paul prayed uh, in the book of Ephesians. And really the book of Ephesians is about our wealth that we have in Christ. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. Okay. And isn't Ephesians broken up the wealth, the walk, and the warfare? And the right? warfare, right. Okay, so the three sections talk of about Ephesians. The yeah, that's cool. Okay. Ephesians 1, 17. That the, Lord God, or that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Amen. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Keep going. Okay. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance to the saints. And that word hope of his calling is really that you might understand the victory that you have in Christ that's been made available to you. Amen. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us Amen. who believe according to the working of, the mighty of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly Amen. places. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and we are seated in him. Hallelujah. Yes. And the kingdom of God does not consist in word but in power. And really the kingdom can be defined as a power and a presence. Praise God. I hope and pray you're experiencing his power and his presence in your life. We believe there's power in this broadcast and it's yes. touching even right now as we preach. Number two, we need to understand that we are seated in Christ, as I just mentioned. And Kelly, go ahead and re read Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Okay. Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. Amen. And raised us up together, made us sit in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're here and we're there at the same time, right? <laughs> This seat puts us in a position of victory and dominion. Know that. And all things now are under our feet because we're in the body of Christ. And that includes this world, the devil, sin, sickness. And any obstacle of life is under your feet. Praise God. Well, let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Boy, that's a nice diamond you got there. <laughs> uh, it's our 40th anniversary coming up, and so I was able to acquire a diamond for my dear wife, Marilyn, and um, wear it proudly. <laughs> Praise God. All right. She, how, you lost the, uh, the diamond. You had that diamond for how many years? 35. 35. And then you lost it, yeah. yeah. Somewhere in a Costco parking lot, I think, or something. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So we, we are joined to the Lord, and we are one spirit with him. Praise God. Mm -hmm. We have his power. 
Say that. We have his power. We have his, power. We have his might. Say that. We have his, might. We have his ability. We have his ability. And most importantly, we have his nature. Amen. When Jesus was raised up from the dead, we were raised up with him and we're now seated in the heavenly places. Heavenly places refer to the supernatural sphere where God exists and rules and reigns, which is the kingdom of God. It is the highest place of spiritual authority above all other realms of authority. Praise God. Number three, we need to walk in the place of victory and dominion by exerting our right and might. Two important words, right and might. The two Greek words for power are exousia and dunamis, but they're different in their meaning, and they deal with our right and might. Exousia gives us the means or the right and privilege to use superhuman power, force, or mastery. It is delegated power from on high. Then with with this delegated power, we exercise dunamis, which is miracle-working supernatural power. As believers, we need to exercise that authority and power by binding the strong man over people's lives and setting them free from the strong man. And who is the strong man? Satan himself. Let's look at Luke 10, 19. And Dad, I want to say one thing. Um, I I know that um, you've had a prophetic word before that you'd be a pastor of pastors, and I think that's true. And I feel like the Lord showed me you're a pastor of nations. Well, praise God. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept that. (laughs) Hallelujah. That was a cool word. Okay. Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Okay, so stop. Nothing shall by any means means hurt hurt you. you. (laughs) But there that word, I give you authority, exousia, delegated power over the power of the enemy. Because the enemy does have power, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, and we have greater power and greater authority. The Christian walk should be a victorious, overcoming life. Christ set the example for us to follow. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if Christ overcame the world, we can overcome the world. Hallelujah. Jesus had the right and the might to overcome the work of Satan in people's lives. We see Jesus' spiritual authority over demons, disease, and death. Now, Adam had that dominion until he sinned in the garden. God gave Adam dominion over all the earth and Eve, his wife. But when they sinned in the garden, they forfeited the authority to the devil. And the devil stole that authority away from Adam and Eve. In that diabolical transaction, Satan became the god of this world and now has usurped the spiritual authority that men had been granted from the Lord. Satan then corrupted this power and used it as an ungodly and harmful way to injure mankind and keep them from God. And what he's done is blinded people's eyes from, for them coming to Christ. But we're sending the light of the gospel out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's going to open the eyes of the blind, and they're going to see. Praise God. So Adam's sin brought man into an enslaved relationship with the evil one who had granted ascendancy over the earth and its people. Jesus earned the right to this authority when he defeated Satan and took it back from him on the cross. Hallelujah. Christ set the example for us to follow. He lived the victorious life. Are you walking in victory in this life? It's a good question to ask. It's a word that signifies right and might, as we mentioned. As far as right is concerned, it means the authorization or permission to use that authority and power. As far as might is concerned, it involves the ability, the power and strength that originates from that authority. Hallelujah. And Satan must obey that power and authority. That power, or as another way to say it or define it, it is divine ability is what it is. If there's anything lacking in the church, we mentioned that last time, it's power. (laughs) And the church needs power, supernatural power. 
You know, we have all the newest equipment, programs, and techniques with a professional-looking atmosphere. But we lack the most important thing, and that's God's power. But God's going to return this power back to the church. And in this last outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be great, powerful moves of the Holy Spirit that will demonstrate that the power of God is active and real. Remember, Jesus said, you should receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses to the remotest parts of the world. Praise the Lord. Jesus always operated this, this spiritual authority, and that's what we must do as believers as well if we're gonna be effective for God. And number four, we need to minister with authority. In fact, that was the most extraordinary thing the people of the day noticed about Jesus' ministry, that he had such great authority. This is in contrast to the religious leaders who had no authority and lacked spiritual might. Jesus said, you don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand the power of God. Now let's take a look at Matthew 7, 28 through 29. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as having authority and not as the scribes. Praise God. (laughs) Taught with authority. The word authority is the Greek word exousia, once again in this passage, meaning to master, have dominion over this world. Let's take a look at a similar passage, but add something else about Jesus' ministry. In Luke 4, 31 through 36, Kelly. Okay. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. We've been there, by the way. Yeah, Capernaum is where (laughs) his home base ministry was. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, And was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Amen. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet. Come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him into the midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What word is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went about to every place in the surrounding region. Praise God. Some people say, Are are there really demons? Demons are fallen angels. They're spiritual beings. You can't see them in the physical world, but they exist in the spiritual world. And they inhabit people. And in the case here, we, Jesus had to cast out an unclean spirit, a demon, and the demon obeyed him and came out. Right. And the man was set free, hallelujah, and healed. And so we have power over the enemy yeah. and over this demonic world. Now, in the previous verses, Jesus explained his purpose for his ministry. Now he demonstrated that purpose by performing this miracle. Mm-hmm. Let's do the miracles of Jesus, guys, mm-hmm. and change the whole world, shall we? Let's pray. Lord, we thank and praise you for the word. We thank you for the life we have in Christ. Now we pray for those that don't know you, Lord. They're lost. They're on their way to hell. They're not going to be in heaven if they die today. But that can change right now. All you have to do is pray a prayer. A simple prayer, but a powerful prayer, a meaningful prayer, a sincere prayer. And Jesus Christ will come into your life and you'll be born again. Jesus said you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. So if that's you out there viewing and listening, Would you pray this prayer in the quietness of your heart or even out loud? Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins, my wrongdoings. I ask you now to become my Lord and Savior. I invite you personally into my heart and my life. I want to walk with you, Lord Jesus. I want to spend time with you. I want to worship you. I want to follow you all the days of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. And for those of you that have slipped away from the Lord and you're fallen away from God, Jesus wants you back closer now than ever before. If that's you, pray this prayer. You know you're a Christian. 
but you need to get close to God again. Say, Lord Jesus, I need to come back. I've slipped away. I'm not walking with you. I'm not, I'm not spending time in prayer or in the word. I'm just somewhere else doing other things. I ask now, Lord, that you would be close and near to me this day and that I would follow you more than I've ever followed you before in my life. In your name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. And can we remind... If you did accept the Lord or rededicate your life, yes. please message us and let us know. We've already had you, some of you reach out, and it's just a blessing. We want to pray for you. And then we also want to direct you to our website at www.lnlighthouse.org. Yes. And you click on Now What? And it talks about, now that I've dedicated my life to the Lord, now what? And um, Pastor Scott wrote that, and we just encourage you to read it. Yes, do that. It'll change your life. Praise God. Well, blessings, guys. Keep walking in the dominion and power and victory that we have in Christ. And I'll see you this next week in the middle of the week for my mini broadcast on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Share and like us with friends and family. We'll see you next time. God bless. (laughs) 